Yeah, the puppet master got his wish. He got to fuck and he got to she dance. She didn't agree. She didn't consent to shit. <laughs> she didn't consent. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Anime Summit Podcast. My name is Quoka. With me, I've got Nick. I have a ghost in my shell. And Sam. Hi. And Mac is out sick with some kind of a German bug, but in his place, we got Tony, otherwise known as Black Critic Guy. Hello, thank you for having me back on. It's been a while. So awesome to have you back on, bro. And we're going to be talking about uh, Ghost in the Shell, both the original stuff and the new oh. Scarlett Johansson movie. Do we have to? But, uh, all first, of them uh, any, by the way. All of, <laughs> any of you gone and seen uh, Kimi no Nawa in theaters? Nope. Not yet. I've I don't know, not yet. I was I unfortunately have not either. I was invited to, but I didn't have the time. He had to watch Ghost in the Shell. Much more much more better movie. A more better movie. I dragged movie. a bunch of anime hating <laughs> fans. A, a, a much more better movie. <laughs> to see it. And they loved it. So everybody should do that too. Yeah, much more gooder movie. Yeah. Much more gooder Invite movie. the plebs to go watch it with you. Listen. What do we got for news? Oh boy. I don't have anything right now. News. Except for the new Ghost in the Shell. Kimi no Nawa made more money per theater than any other movie out. Uh, it was just in a tiny, me. tiny amount of theaters. I've said it before. Yeah, only like 300 or something in the U.S. I don't know. But anyway, I just wish the R anime people would stop updating every hour on that fucking movie. Like, look, it's a good movie, but goddamn, I don't need to know... <laughs> Like an, a second by second ticker of its box office. Like I don't fucking care that much. So I do. The yeah. sad thing is that well, clearly really people do care because they upload it. So it's fine. The, the sad thing is that is that it's gonna keep backfire. giving it attention. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna have a huge backlash down the road, and I I would hate that because it is a really good film. You know. Yeah. Right. Mm. And the thing about hype is right. nothing can live up to the hype. So no. Nothing. You can't overhype exactly. Kimi no Nawa. No, because yes, Quoka was hyping it real. <laughs> you can't, no. you can't yes, overhype because Kimi no Nawa. Nick was hype, or Quoka was hyping it up real good, but and, it was constant. Anyway, nah, to me it lived up to to Quoka's hype. Anyway, to I me I got really else's. fucking annoyed, <laughs> and I couldn't get past yeah. that because I'm petty. You don't have good taste though, so it's whatever. All right, Ooh, <laughs> man, with the shots, dude. No, so he there. just has the he just has the taste that all of his experiences in life have led him to have, and that's what makes him the individual he is today. Exactly, it's not his fault that individual is shitty. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel like we should just have like a soundboard with the shots fired sound like Welcome welcome to the oh roast cast. <laughs> yeah. There is some ghost in the shell news though. They're start they're doing a new oh, yeah, the, yeah. anime. Series. I don't remember if it was a film or a series. It's gonna be another was... um Arise series or whatever they call it. The oh, prequel okay, series? Like AAA or whatever. Well triple A was alternate Arise alternate architecture or whatever the fuck is these stupid names i hate it it's almost as bad as just putting periods at the end of the title or more exclamation points <laughs> periods at the end. yeah keijo yeah that, that was a, that was a first Working. series some series yeah. like wakaria and ori no ori emo did period kaon did more exclamation points i know I that uh nisekoi yeah, sequel dude. nisekoi added a period at the end of theirs yeah 
Just I'm sick of shows it. having the so word much. re. Re? Oh yeah. At the beginning. Every show There's so many re. shows with re at the beginning. <laughs> what is that? What is the what is the reason for that? Is it all like it's it's time a, travel? It's the you know email you respond. Oh, the reply, yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? The the re the response? Really? Reading. Yeah, respawn. Return oh return by death. Relay but they do all have a central theme of like coming back to life coming back from something redo i guess that's why it's a trend i guess why didn't they call why didn't they call it re-ghost in the shell then because you know she's coming back to life re-anime podcast that's a re in the shell that might have saved it that might have saved it from bombing at the box office. Yeah. It was called Regos in the Shell. <laughs> this ramp, I've been going re, on too long. Re Black. Okay, Christmas. let's. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Best girl. Anyways. Geisha uh, Bot. Motoko, Geisha Bot no, 2017. It's Motoko Kusanagi. <laughs> or as the real Ghost in the Shell, the live action one would say. I don't even know what it would say. Mira Kill Garin? <laughs> Kill Killian. Bland, bland Mira Killian. female character number 15. So, yeah, fun fact I mean. that we talked about before the show, Motoko means, like, uh, origin child in Japanese. OG. The OG. Or at least it can be written well, with actually, kanji. That's actually quite fascinating because, like, in the original film, they never made a big deal about her being the first um, synthetic robot kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, but in this film, I mean, we'll, it was we'll a big deal, like, you are the first... Like, was she the first in the um, original one? I don't remember. I don't think. I don't so. think so. They never yeah, because talk they never about made a big deal. Other. They talk about her as being important. Yeah, it's but not. they make it seem like a lot of people have near like very cybernetic bodies, not necessarily full cybernetic. Yeah, yeah. Because they have like in like the first or second episode, they have a guy that his brain is just in a box. Wait, are you talking about swaps bodies with people? Yeah. The Minister of Foreign Affairs, of his his head is like it's just a brain in a box, and he can swap bodies. It's my Dude, brain. It's just in like a that's box. what he likes to do is swap bodies it's with new Geisha sexy bots. Robot body. So I don't know how much it's full cyborg or not, but it's not a huge thing. So what do we want to talk about? How do we want to attack this? Well, first here? let's talk about uh, what Ghost in the Shell things we've seen and when we like what our timeline was for seeing them. What's our histories with um, Ghost in the Shell? All right, BC. My history with. Sam. Oh, go or ahead. Either Black way, Crit- yeah. no, Black Critic. Guy. Fuck yeah, it, Black I'll Critic go. Fuck you guys. I'm going. <laughs> no, no. Well, he called. He first. called it. He called it. <laughs> All right, uh, I, I called it. I guess I was, <laughs> Mine's picked, gonna be short. I guess I I'm picked to go first. All right. Well, um, I was I first saw the original Ghost in the Shell, um, last year actually after they announced that they were um remaking it, and in my fit of anger i'm like well fuck that noise so i decided to watch the original and i was going to review it and then i got lazy fortunately i was able you know i'm glad i did not review it back then because then i would not have the ghost in the shell week i had last two weeks ago so that was exciting and then after that i watched some of that that was good yeah it was good at first and then (laughs) i did standalone complex Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of uh, controversy on that video. A lot, <laughs> a lot is an understatement. Holy shit, that backlash was real. It was heavy as shit. 
Um, but so after I saw the original mm. Ghost in the Shell last year, I decided to watch it again for the upcoming film. And I saw the um, the second film, Innocence. I originally wasn't planning to see it because it is technically not a sequel. Even the director, the original director of the first film, said that he never considered it a sequel. It was m- it's more like a spinoff in a sense. And I would agree. And then I saw Standalone Complex, seasons one and two. And I was going to watch the movie as well, but Standalone Complex just really turned me off. I'm like, I'm good. I don't think I need to watch any further. I got that gist. I got you guys. And uh, that's uh, that's all the Ghost of the Shell that I have seen. Who's next? I always, I always kind of knew Ghost in the Shell was a thing because I always seen it at the video store when I was younger. But um, I know when I got older, like probably when I was like 13, they played it on the Sci-Fi Channel once and I didn't really get it. And then... Um, then... Probably a couple years after that, we watched. We, I went to a friend's house and we watched the first one, and then <clears throat> Innocence, like back to back. And uh, when Innocence came out, and uh, and then I watched Standalone Complex on Adult Swim, and then whatever I didn't see, because if you know if I fell asleep or whatever, um, whatever I didn't see, I watched later on. On DVD or streaming websites, but Ghost in the Shell is. Is one of those just kind of like it's like kind of a, kind of one of those anime staples. I mean, just the '95 film, even. No, but standalone complex opinion, too. I I feel like standalone complex. Yeah, even that one too. Um, I do have the um, a copy of the manga, um, when it was produced by Viz Comics back in the late '90s. Um, it actually reads left to right. Uh, that's back when they like switched everything around for American readers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. And it's like color, isn't um, it? Yeah, no. So, no. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something <laughs> else. Well, sometimes like they colored the first couple pages. Like I know they did that yeah. with Dragon Ball Z and Dragon. Oh Ball yeah, Ball yeah, 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 yeah. But mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I, I have read it and I do like the film better. I think they're they're not really not that different, but uh, I like Ghost in the Shell. It's great. I think they're. I think the film and standalone complex are pretty different. Like they adapt oh, yeah, different they, parts no, of the manga. They, the the standalone complex was a alternate history of um, Ghost in the Shell, something that uh, I knew from the beginning, but yet people constantly had to point out, like, stop comparing it to the original film. It's its own thing. I'm like, I get it. I know it's its own original thing. So it is its own thing, it. but it's also the same thing. It's kind of hard. It's it's so hard not to compare it because it is starring the same characters in the same world. It's just. A different it's more take, the same than sense. the Starship Troopers movie is to the book. Yeah, I mean it's it's again it's just so hard not to compare the two, especially because I remember I read an article somewhere where the guy who created the TV show he wanted to emulate the same tone and style of the movies, and I was like, hmm. you so anyway, came close, you came close, but you no cigars, bro, no cigar. My history with right. Ghost in the Shell is. It has been on my plan to watch list for like eight years, uh, but we all know what happens with plan to watch lists. Well, you've been on Mal for eight that years. That they only get bigger. <laughs> they never get smaller. Is Mal even eight years old? Probably. <laughs> you know, hey, I kept my own list, okay? It was <laughs> Quoco invented Mal. <laughs> I mean, but I saw, so 
like when we decided that we we're going to do this, I was like, you know, at this point, I should try and see the the live action movie first, just so if, see if that changes views on the movie as compared to the people that had already seen the movies, so that we could have a nice diversity of opinion. That's good, right? So I saw that no, today. No, diversity is great. And then I came home and watched the original <laughs> 1995 movie, and oh, then boy. watched like six episodes of Standalone Complex. Dude, that's that's, that's what like, I did this afternoon. Like I said before, that's like taking a whole pack of cigarettes and smoking them until you get sick. Yeah, <laughs> it's just well, how come you only? <laughs> I also ate Taco Bell in between, so that probably didn't help. How come you only watched uh, six episodes? Then time you, constraints. <laughs> He'll, oh, I see. Presumably, I, he'll finish. And I'm, all, I'm like on spring anime. break, but things came up that kind of ate up more time than I wanted them to. I totally understand. Right. <laughs> because every vacation, <coughs> you think it's a time to catch up on things, and you just end up getting more bogged down with other stuff. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. where, do we, where do we want to start with this? Do we want oh, to talk let me, about... Let me do my thing real quick. I'll do it real quick, oh. since we already did them. Oh. I started out with Standalone Complex about eight years ago. And uh, it was, I, I liked it a lot when I first saw it, but uh, I, you know I need to I need to refresh my memory a bit. So I watched a few of the episodes last night, and yeah, that show is really fucking. I really like that show. It's it's even uh, for me, it's better than the movie. But um, yeah, and then I watched the movie last year, just because it was on a bunch of people's top lists. I'm like, oh, I'll check this out. It's a classic movie. It inspired the Matrix. All that stuff. And, uh, you know, it was good. I liked the movie. But, man, Standalone Complex, that's my jam right there. So, just uh, giving a little well, background. You probably hate me for mm-hmm. what I had mm-hmm. to say about Standalone Complex, don't you? You brought I, well, me on I don't here have just a lot to right now. <laughs> no, that's, well, that like, was I the ulterior motive, guys. I can't defend they it thoroughly. Yeah, you know what, Tony? You're wrong. I, I need to rewatch oh, I, most of it. I watched, like, four episodes last night, and it was like... It, it's it's such a dense show that like if I'm gonna sit here and defend it, I need to I need to be fresh. Like I need to know what's up and have details and stuff. So all I could say is I really liked it and go into some basic ideas that it had. But yeah, I mean we should just move into the the movie here, the the new one that came out, right? Yeah, because I figure that's the do main ha- thing people want to hear about. <laughs> do we have to? Um, here's we can a, skip it. Yeah, here's whatever. the thing. Here's the thing, okay? If you're listening to Kimi this right no now, Nawa. spoilerinos, okay? Oh, we're yeah. just going to go straight in. Yeah, because it's been out for, it, what, three weeks or something? Two weeks? Well, no, I mean, we're reviewing it, so it's like, you know. It's been out for a little bit. Can't, people have can't we just talk yes. about? Can't we just talk about Musubi and how it connects well, to everything? We're going to have to do pretty much spoilers because we're talking about how they compare, and that's always going to be in right spoiler territory. Always. And they're going to beat people like, how dare you compare it to the original? It's trying to be its own thing. And you're like, no. It is. It's literally trying to be like the original. But it is trying to match a whole lot of scenes. It's very similar to the original movie. Very. And I, uh, it's hard. I feel like it's not really better or worse, personally. It's oh, wow. better that's in some certain regards, but Whoa. worse in plenty of other ones. Yeah, that's good that we got different perspectives. So the the big yeah, issue that, that I have with it, as, especially like with the nature of it not being an original property, like with it being a quote unquote adaptation or remake, reimagining, whatever the fuck you want to 
call it. Um, we didn't need it to be an origin story. I don't know what it is with American cinema and origin stories. That's why we have like 16 how, different how origin stories of Superman and Batman. It's like, because we, we need to need to know how it starts. Yeah. How else, is my, have all how else is my smoothed out American brain going to understand? <laughs> <laughs> and part of Ghost in the Shell is the fact that you don't know where she came from. Yeah. That's an important aspect to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. When they, and, when they threw in the. Are we are we going to try to talk about the movie like chronologically as it happened? I mean, we could, we could jump around. I, mean, I feel like it's almost either way. I feel like there's not really any way to attack this because there's a lot of different opinions. In this and I mean, what right we now. can the one what we can other do, big problem I, mean, we, I have with it is the nature of most AAA action filmmaking is that American directors don't know how the fuck to do action in the first place, but they always want to put more action scenes than are necessary. I, there's too I, I much slow mo in the actions. It's just too much slow mo that just devolves the action into like nothingness. Like it just makes it not have impact. I'd rather have slow mo than fast mo though. Like the we needed fucking Jackie Chan to direct those action <laughs> scenes. I mean, they they did pull a lot from the original movie. As far as I mean, like, yeah, but the original movie didn't have much slow mo at all, and it didn't have that much action in it. Yeah, there wasn't that yeah. much action in either movie really, and. Almost any scene that's in the new movie is based on a scene that was in the original movie. So I mean, there's not there's like one extra action scene, I guess. Yeah, the but the, there's just the too much slow mo in it to where it just feels super weird. No, I agree, and I I wouldn't necessarily fully agree that uh, American directors do not know how to do action. It's just that they don't know how to be creative with action. And that's the problem with the film here is that this act, the action in the film lacks any sort of creativity. It's so generic looking bunch of people go in, they shoot a bunch of people, maybe, you know, a few fists or kicks here and there, and that's it. But where's the flair? Where's the intrigue? Where's the excitement? It's so by the numbers and generic looking. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. Like the one scene where they're fighting with like the little taser sword thing. It looked like it might have had the best fight choreography of any of the scenes, but it's completely unintelligible what's actually happening because all you have is darkness and then flashes of white. Exactly. Yeah, it's just not interesting to watch. I don't think Ghost in the Shell is really about the action, though. I wouldn't call it an action uh, movie. Yeah, it's it's about... Which makes this movie... Which brings the movie down. (laughs) Psychological action. Because the movie, the sec- it would be the second thing that the, I would describe it yeah, as. But if the movie's not about action, then that means that the rest of the like the plot and the characters and themes all got to be stronger. Which, in my opinion, they weren't. They were. They were they not. Were they weren't even close. Like, they yeah. weren't even close. I would say personally, outside of the whole, it didn't need to be an origin story, and you could have tried to keep the original story. I think it did the story better. How? All right, so? you got to explain that. How, how did it? Do I, yeah, I mean, like going back that. to as we talked a bit before the show in the nature of uh, like whole movie story progression and that maybe I disagree with Tony on a few things. I feel like the original movie <laughs> story progression is pretty bad compared to this one. It has a much stronger like resolution as opposed to the original movie where the ba- Bato. Bato? Yeah. Bato is the, the big guy. He, where it, he just like kind of explains what happened. Well, the major was knocked out. 
Yeah, and that was it didn't make a good resolution. Like they did, but wait, I mean, that's they did like that action you, scene resolution, and then they just went into the talking to each other, and then kind of went. Oh, you mean you mean the scene where she's like a split of action just to the then very talk scene, more? Basically, the last. Wait minute. a minute, are you referring to the scene where like the major and the puppet master get shot, and then it just cuts to where she's a doll now, and Bato talks yeah. to her, like uh, that last five minutes or so. It but, felt really flat to me. Again, I feel like you you misunderstand the point of a climax and an epilogue. See, that was the <laughs> epilogue. Not that's not the climax. Yeah, the climax yeah. is literally no, the it battle. Does, it doesn't. That no, I mean the resolution itself didn't feel like a resolution. How so? The story the story wraps up. The puppet master got his yeah because they're like talking and to, you think this thing's gonna able, like happen and then to, they just get shot. No, it, it no did, things it, did it. It did Th- happen though. Things happened. She, she yeah. merged. Yeah. She the merged puppet master the, uh, merged. The, the puppet master. Yeah. Well, they the didn't. Puppet master got his. They wish. didn't he agree to, to merge. To she bag. didn't agree. She didn't consent to shit. <laughs> she didn't consent. God, that was so cringy in, in the live <laughs> oh, action. Oh yeah, it's like, like my name, my is, name is the major, and I yeah. and I consent to this. Fu- <laughs> Somebody should make, make a meme of like just her consenting to everything, just like stupid shit. I feel like I feel like you you're missing the point. Like, the climax had a resolution. The whole point of the story is that the puppet master... Yeah, but the resolution was weak. How? You, you can't just make a statement and not explain. Why is the resolution <sighs> weak? So, like, they have the fight with the spider tank, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And then she's diving in to the puppet master. Yes. And then they have a bit of a conversation, which is all interesting and well and good. Yes. And then it just okay. kind of ends with them getting shot, and then it just kind of like goes on. Okay, and that fails. I feel like that How didn't would... really resolve anything. The whole well, it's because that... figures. I mean, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't know. I don't. I don't have like a great. It, it's not like it's never fully resolved. This only is part of the the source material. Like they didn't. Um, the story goes on basically. Yeah, but the story <coughs> is about the puppet master. The yeah. story does get a resolution. But Makoto's story goes on. Yeah, I know. Well, it gets one. Of. It's, it's a, just it's a weak. New, it's a new arc. It's a new arc with her. You know, she's no longer the major. She's no. She's not the major. She's not the puppet master. She is her own new entity. That's resolution. That is progression of storytelling. The whole point of the film is about this team encountering a hacker known as the Puppet Master and what the ulterior motive of the Puppet Master is. We learn what it is. He has yeah, four yeah, but we just in the sea of information. We just learn it. Yes, because it's, it's, it's <laughs> something... It's hard to... I mean, say, I, like, I, I'm just saying, the new movie has a stronger, like, you know, I'll go back to, like, it's, the hero's it's journey. understated. It I'll, has I'll say a build-up. And it like resolves. But wait, how does the the way that feels like it actually accomplishes something? Well, how does the where it just you don't have concepts of what the motive is. You have none of this, none of this, and then it just is quickly dumped on you in a monologue, essentially. Because I mean, while it was two people talking, technically maybe three, it wasn't really like it was completely one sided. I mean, and then it then they get shot and they move on. But it, it wasn't one-sided. The Puppet Master That's explained... like watching a 007 movie and you get to the last 10 minutes and the villain just says all the reasons why he was doing the things and then gets shot in the chest. And then <laughs> yeah, it's the... back to Bond getting out of the bed of some hot, but busty the, woman. 
But the difference here is that a Bond villain is generic. They explain their plot because they think they have the upper hand, and then they end up buying the dust because Bond ha- pulls like a rabbit uh, out of his sleeve and defeats the bad guy. Here, the bad guy explains that uh, actually I'm not the bad guy. I- I'm the good. I'm I'm a good person. I was manipulated and I formed sentience and decided I don't want to be a puppet for these people. I want to be my own person. I want to. I want to form life. I want to experience Kill people. what it means to like grow old and all that stuff. He wanted to live, but he knew that he couldn't live. So what did he have to do? He did what any real creature like born in this world is programmed to do. And that is reproduce and die. And that's what he does by the yeah, end of the film. He was leaving. He, he has he, genetic he has, material like figurative sort of. sex. This is with, one of those things. I, I intellectually understand how the story resolved. I just don't have it, any kind of an emotional connection. Whoa, okay, to okay. Let me stop you there. Ghost in the Shell is never really an emotional franchise. Like there's there's not much of it in the in the entire. It's pretty cold. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's more about like the themes, and it has like a little bit of. Um, you can kind of relate to some of the characters, but you're not. That doesn't change the fact that those themes them. have like people. The only character, the only you, character you do I connect to him, but it's understated. Say. It's understated. And in this case, I didn't. The only character I would yes, say that well, has like yeah, you, some type. You don't of... like the, the the understated style. Maybe. Like you, you would want it to be more dramatic, um, to, to get an impact really, and, and like that's not what this is aiming. More to do. Americanized, more Americanized. Because like, yeah, the Americanized version was more like. More revenge, technology bad, <laughs> and <laughs> they didn't. They didn't tell you the truth about your father, Peter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like, I mean, yeah. The, the original is just. It's just like how people are integrating with technology and like transhumanism. So like self identity in like this this quickly evolving world. Like, and that's why that's what but the at climax the same time, was. She. You can go to standalone complex, and it does totally hit those strokes. Yeah, stand, well, standalone the complex are resolving in a way why, that you can have that's a why good like emotional connection to. I think standalone complex is better because it does it has a more colloquial atmosphere. Like the characters smile, um, and and you know they joke around a yeah, lot. Yeah, they have a little levity and stuff, and and like th- there's more room to breathe. Like more of the side characters get get uh, screen time. Whereas in the in the film, it's mostly just uh, it, Motoko and Bato. I guess in the interest of full disclosure, I did also watch the original movie dubbed, and yeah, the dub's not. I mean, her, the Motoko is not Motoko's bad. It's not bad. It's, are pretty flat. Like there's one scene where bad, I was like, it's this is lacking of nuance. No, Motoko is the is like bad in the in the '95 dub, but everything else is yeah, pretty you, decent. If you go in like, just, if you haven't seen the dub recently, if you go to the scene. I think it's in the first like 25 minutes where they're on the boat talking to each other. Yeah. It is terrible. Like they don't even seem like they're acting anything. Like they're just reading. It doesn't the lines, seem like, like it's a natural conversation. A well, like, not even like, I guess to be fair, anything. like Motoko is supposed to be robotic, but at the same time, like you look at San or standalone complex and the, the American voice actor, let's find her name here. She's, she did a great job. Mimi Woods, I think. Her last yeah. name is McGlynn. McGlynn. McGlynn? Like oh, that. I'm looking at the wrong thing here. What am I looking at? And the, I, I, when she I reviewed that robotic, because she is still the anime, a human. When I reviewed the anime, oh, I shouted her out, because she was excellent as yeah. a major. Oh, yeah, the standalone complex voice act 
that is one of the better dubs in, in any anime that I've seen. Yeah, it's, it's really the, good. That has an incredible, like a really good dub. You know, Bandai really delivered there. So anyway, we kind of harped on that whole thing for a little bit there. That's the yeah. theme, well, though, I mean, bro. it was that's the whole point. It's the of nature. The show. It's the nature of the argument, you know. And you know, Nick. Yeah, role. I'm. Yeah, Quokka sucks. I agree. Um, <laughs> the thing about Ghost in the Shell, though. Which one? Which one? Or all of it? Okay, I'm just going to say what I think about the live-action film. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to be real. Be real. Hit me. Be real. It it was okay. (laughs) No, I agree. (laughs) Dude, it's like like a 5 out of 10 or a C. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I think as far as adaptations go, I think we're starting, starting to head in the right direction a little bit. Like, if they did Aeon Flux like that, Holy shit. Yeah, it that felt like they maybe they were trying to go a bit out on a limb, but kind of were being reined in yeah, to, yeah. by Hollywood a little bit. Because it's like, oh, this is a sort of big budget movie, like $110 million, That's what they claimed anyway. So it's like the bigger the budget for a movie, the less complex they're allowed to do it, basically. Unless you're like James Cameron or somebody huge you like they don't even let or you do the marvel it. cinematic universe yeah they're like well, we have more to make people, this simple when, so that everyone can understand well, when it. more people have a stake in it and more people have invested in it you know it's like and they well, did do a good job they need of to hit a wide audience to those, which i don't think they really did to those arguments of like how the technology affects people i i think the storyline in the the live action film is not really super original and it's definitely an americanized yeah storyline compared to the 95 anime film that being said i think it 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 did kind of in that sense should have hit a wider audience and if it didn't i don't know you know whatever but i think if it gets more people into anime then that's cool too and maybe they'll no, watch the think... original and be like wow that was <laughs> i don't cool. like it wouldn't do that anime. there's the people uh, yeah, that about think anime is stupid that would never all. go see it and there's You're the people right, that yeah. love Ghost in the Shell and hate America that won't go see it. Yeah. I don't think I just think it was just kind of um I thought it was it was it was pretty cool. I it just wasn't it, it was whatever. It, yeah. Like I Oh, go ahead. I don't like know. basically I walked out of the theater and like when I stood up and the lights turned on, some guy in front of me was just like, "Huh." <laughs> Like, like, yeah. That's like my whole impression of the movie. It's just huh. like, it's like, yeah, okay. Huh, yeah. Well, well, that was forgettable. Podcast. Let's just say that. Huh? Huh? As compared Roll the to the end of Kimi no Nawa, even when there was six people in the theaters, there was still a good clapping going on at the end. Yeah. Now, if I'm talking about live action anime adaptations in general, that are yeah, this is one of the better ones. If not, sadly, Ooh. it might be the best. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> which ones? What? Which live Death action? No, clearly. Doing? But that's not. Ooh. That hasn't come out yet. That's like a Netflix thing, right? No, there are live action. Oh, no, no, Death no, I'm talking about American. They were American okay. versions. Yeah, if we're yeah. talking about American, if we're talking about pure American video game slash anime adaptations, this one's probably the best one. Which is pretty, it's one of them. I I can't think off the top. You can of my offer her like, counter opinions. We got Avatar. We got noises. Dragon Ball. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a counter opinion. I just have to say that. Well, one, that's not saying much to say that this is the best out of a bunch of shit. But two, I don't think it is. I think it's at the same level. It's it's literally the last airbender. It's it's last airbender levels of terrible, in my no, opinion. No, it isn't. It oh, is. No, I don't uh, agree with it that. It is. It is. And you know why? Because Next, it you're going to say exactly... Dragon Ball Evolution is better. No, no. 
See, here's the thing, and I think a lot of people don't under like. I feel like they don't acknowledge this, and rightfully so. Dragon Ball Evolution is a terrible film, and I hate that I'm saying this, but if I could give Dragon Ball Evolution one credit, and it's that it tried to be, it tried to be something different, and it tried to take that the elements of Dragon Ball and tell its story while capturing its spirit, but failed epically in doing so. The di- the problem yeah. here it did is a that with localized the la- with the, adaptation. With the last Airbender and with Ghost in the Shell is that they took the original product, they took it and they took a huge steaming shit on it, a big pile of shit. They tried to be just like those originals, but they they failed to understand it. They failed to capture the soul, and all they did was tarnish its legacy. Well, I mean, I'll agree to some extent. Like it had less depth. It was it was like it was like walking into a shallow puddle or like you know the original was you're, you're jumping into a, a lake but like <laughs> I haven't seen these other movies because they're so fucking bad I don't want to like eye bleach myself but yeah, I, I don't blame you I don't blame like, Rotten Tomatoes like Rotten Tomatoes has the Last Airbender at six percent and Dragon Ball Evolution 6%. is at fourteen and then Ghost in the Shell is at like forty forty six so Ghost in the Shell I mean yeah it's like it's not good. But it's not it's not a complete dumpster fire either. I don't You know think. what would have made it better if it had the same amount of nipple as the original movie. Oh my god. <laughs> you not, need the fan not, service. That's another four percent on Rot Tomato, I think. Not fan service, just nipple. <laughs> yeah, just but the here's original my movie question. had a lot of nipples. Here's my question though. Here's my question though. Would would the last airbender at this current time it has a four percent, you said? Six percent. Yeah. Six yeah. percent. Okay, it has a six percent. Do you think that it's because of how bad the film is, or is it because of the person behind the film added with the terribleness of the film? I yeah, it's probably. I mean, back when it came out, back when it came out, M Night Shyamalan's yeah. name was dragged to the dirt. So of course it's gonna get a low rating. Whereas you got Ghost in the Shell, a property that's relatively unknown in the Western world, and directed by No Name Hack director director number fifteen. You know, they're going to be like, well, you know, it's this, this, that. And it's not a good movie, but it's passable. So let's just no, give it Air, a No, Airbender was pretty role. fucking bad. Yeah, like, It is pretty fucking bad, <laughs> but, so is Go- but so is Ghost in the Shell. But it's not and 6% bad. It's like it's like a, it, it's like a couple of tiers above that. Maybe, okay, it's not 6% 12%. bad, but it's definitely in the teens is the thing. Well, see, I, give it, I gave it a zero. It's, it's, the, it's, a, it's bullshit to me. So we got and we got Quoco and it reminded me so much. Okay, ninety five. When I was when I was in the theater, it gave me the exact same experience as when I watched The Last Airbender. Literally, the exact same feelings of anger, frustration, annoyance, and heartbrokenness. I mean, brokenness. <laughs> yeah, heartbrokenness. Because I honestly didn't want to see the film. I was forced to see it. I didn't but want I to went see it in, either, but I had to see it for this podcast. I went in trying my best. I cleared my mind and everything. And a lot of people are going to argue like, no, you didn't. You you went in still biased. And I'm like, if that's what you I'm pretty sure you, you tweeted like, outside of the theater about how bad it was going to suck. I, did, I Instagrammed it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Did, and did you Instagram I, yourself um, like throwing the ticket in the trash or something? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't so, have the ticket actually, but go ahead. What I feel saying? like... I feel like the way the film carried the the, the live action film carried itself 
and the storyline, even though I, I thought the storyline was kind of eh, looking at it, I kind of just think it was, I don't know, I don't think it was that bad. I feel like it could have been way worse. Yeah. How, I but, think but it how was would it be like? How would it be way worse? Like, give me a reason you feel like it could make. What would make it way worse? Worse acting. It could have been. Yeah, there could have been worse acting. Okay. Uh, could have been good. They could have <laughs> not given all the the cool nods to standalone complex in the original film. Okay, it could have been something so well, it different, been cheaply made that it would have just been. Yeah, yeah. it could have been. Yeah, yeah. But in this it day and age, in this day and age, having good effects is a given. I mean, shit. Yeah. Ava- the last Airbender had good effects for the time it came Ooh. out. Right, but so what I'm trying to say is is that it, it was different enough to appeal to a wider audience. Yes, but it wasn't. Because if it's two different, people will bitch. If it's exactly the same, people will bitch. Yes. So I think it's just kind of like, in my opinion, it was okay. Yes. And I feel like it could have been it could have been Aeon Flux bad. And Aeon Flux was terrible because terrible. Rotten Tomatoes for that one. <laughs> Aeon Flux is one of the coolest animated shows ever. I never and got to see it, actually. It's really cool. It's Ooh, super ten percent right in the middle of Dragon Ball and Last Airbender. <laughs> it it's it's really it's and the live action was just they just completely deviated from what it was all about mm-hmm. and and made it into this Tomb Raider boob boob butt skin tight suit fan service. That sounds movie. great. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> It's like I'm buying my tickets for that use now. More boobs and butts in this movie. I'm, when I'm I and I, and I saw Aeon Flux came out. When did Aeon Flux came 20, out? 2005. 2004. Okay, I was 15. Okay, so I had already watched all of um, Aeon all, Flux, the the anime. And you're right. That age where all you give a shit about is boobs and butts. Okay, I mean, sure. we're still at that age. But, but I was excited to see. <laughs> I was excited to see this because I was like. Some of the scenes they had shown in the trailer were some of the scenes that were like in the anime, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be cool, right? And it's then gonna it, be I faithful to the like, original. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I understand. I mean, I got the same feeling when I saw the last Airbender trailers. They were yeah. actually pretty good. So, right. but the thing is that, and, like, my one of my favorite people on YouTube always says, "There's always, I mean, there's a difference between potential and reality." You know, it had potential, but the reality is, right. is that it's shit. Um, in my opinion, I feel like that. I always compare it to, to like, I I feel like it could have been Aeon Flux bad, and I say Aeon Flux is an example because it's almost kind of in the same realm of, um, sci-fi cyberpunk. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, <clears throat> it it, it could have been that bad, and I was expecting it to be that bad, and it wasn't. Yeah, it was opinion. just kind of hamfisted. The script yeah, yeah, wasn't good. It's not it was, something I'd really recommend to anybody. It was like kind of entertaining. Like, I was never really bored when I watched it. I was like, oh, I, I finished the movie, you know? I'd only recommend the live-action Ghost in the Shell to people who have seen the original and they're just curious, and I would just be like, wait I'd only Netflix. recommend it to That's people who say. have to make a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend um, it to no one. <laughs> The, right. I, will, so, I, I feel like I'm the bi- I'm the harshest critic when it comes to the Ghost in the Shell movie live action and standalone movie. complex too. <laughs> Don't forget that controversy. Oh god, do we have to bring that one up again? Oh god, I, I'll never live it down. I'm, everyone's gonna be there like, were, there were some things that, uh, the, those things that are my typical thing of irrationally hate something. 
So, like, one thing that I hate in anything that has guns is when they pull a handgun out of a holster and then rack it to load around into the chamber, which is what Motoko does at the beginning of the movie before she falls off the building. Mm-hmm. That shit's fucking dude. annoying Future because guns. you should always carry your handguns in condition one with a round in the chamber. Like, who the fuck's teaching these people? Yeah, yeah but is, it's so it's, cool to see them load technology, up. man. That explains She goes it. in and, like, some movies totally do it where it's like every time they go into a new fight, they re-rack and it's like that doesn't that's not how guns work. But well, that, that's, anyway, a, then that's she's a movie like shooting, trope, though. That's a trope. She's shooting the geisha bots and like the first three that she shoots in the head, their head like explodes like it's made out of ceramic. The third one, she shoots three times in the head and it just has small holes in the face. More that armor. Me too. More armor. <laughs> That's like, like a continuity thing right there. Inconsistencies. No, that's right not there. a big deal. No, that, that geisha bot was just better. It was just, it was like a boss bot. <laughs> it's just like a video. It had Final more HP, boss. dude. More HP. Had more HP. It had more armor. Yeah. Armor points. Sure. Oh, and I think the, um, the designs, as far as the adapted designs of things, like the geisha bots, fantastic. Yeah, those are good. I thought oh, the city, the city looked bad, though. I didn't like how the city looked. It was so it cluttered. Looked so cluttered. The, the, cluttered. It reminded yeah, me of see? Blade Runner. That's, like I didn't, I, I didn't like the aesthetic of Blade Runner, but I know they it's based it more off of like Shanghai and Beijing than they did off of Japan. Yeah, or it, Tokyo. It's just, it just looked tacky. So that it is exactly so how tacky. I would feel. Like Shanghai or Beijing would be like that's because that is those cities really are like that. I don't think they look that bad. They don't have giant holograms running around. That's because they don't have the technology right now. They would totally do that if they had the technology. I hope they don't. I did. I did like how I did like how Kuze looked, even though he was a standalone complex villain. Um, I did like. Oh yeah, he was. He wasn't he like? And the I think his man? actor was also really good. Like, Wait, yeah, he did it really it well. It felt really appropriate. Yeah, Kuze, Hideo Kuze, individual Wait, he was the eleven left? or something. I yeah, think I was about to say I don't. There was like some elements of Laughing Man and Individual Eleven in the movie. But yeah, they mixed know. a lot of villains into him. I mean, he was Laughing Man. He was the Puppet Master. Um, yeah, yeah. And then they had yeah, the, but those and, two. Oh, yeah. I guess they did have the generic like CEO villain guy. Like that was. Oh God, Mr. Yeah, Cutter. Was Humans kinda, shouldn't have hearts. I hate. She, people. Remember, remember, <laughs> she's she's a weapon. Don't treat her like a human being. Yeah, she's my property. I did, really, I dude? did like how they did. She's bring rebelling. In the fact only because we lied to her. I did like how they brought in the fact that Matoko and Kuze knew each other when they were younger. Like they didn't standalone complex, um, dude. How do you remember was that? that the song? second when was the last season? Time you saw Wait, what was complex? that? The second season? That second gig. Yeah. When yeah, was the last time you saw that? Because I can't that. remember it. Uh, like three years. Oh, okay. Ago, years. I, I guess I've seen it like eight years ago, so it's less fresh. So yeah, never mind. Yeah, I didn't get that. Far, I, had re- so. I actually, I actually had to rewatch second gig because I didn't. Um, I rewatched it a couple years or four years, three years ago because I didn't remember it when it came on because i don't even think they played it all on adult swim because they were going through that weird transition anyway Dude, and we should mention though standalone complex fucking great like it had looks good so this is a little bit of a tangent but i know that uh black critic guy you no, were saying in your video that the standalone complex didn't look good you didn't like the aesthetic of it but i think it looked great and like one thing to point to that is like the budget of standalone complex was a the highest TV budget for any anime I think ever because it had it was basically double the budget of any other uh, show. You're you're talking like three hundred thousand dollars per episode, which is almost mm-hmm. equal to American cartoons. And then like accounting for how shitty the wages are, <laughs> and and J- Japanese animators like it's you know even more. So 
it looks good even today. Like I watched those few episodes recently and it's just like, this looks better than, than almost any TV anime that I've seen. It's like, it's just, it's just so, uh, I don't know. It's just so fluid and everything looks good. I don't, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not really doing a good job ag- defending don't it. Don't agree. Don't do, I do not agree about that fluidity comment because there's a few there CG are parts, multiple, but- I'm not the, I'm not talking about the CG, and I think that's why it was one of the most expensive uh, shows at the time. Because yeah, the Tachikomas. Look I mean, great. the the Tachikomas were the only ones that looked good, right? There's the yeah, a couple of the cars. You know. is, yeah, but the thing is, the integration of 3D into 2D, it just it stuck out a lot, and I don't like the fact that that it was so colorful and bright. You I know, the like world that, of Ghost in the Shell, the world. I mean. You know, again, we we all have different opinions here, but for me, the world of Ghost in the Shell was supposed to reflect a kind of dark future, not like dystopian, but just I kind of feel future. more though like Gilded would be how I would more describe it. It should be gilded? bright and colorful on the surface. No, that wasn't the point. Like everything about <laughs> everything about Ghost in the Shell was pretty direct in its like a visual stance, direct. Everything is dark yeah. and bleak. Well, in, in the movie, yeah, the '95 movie, they they do that. But I think that's the only. They didn't, inve- they didn't have many colors back then. <laughs> they, didn't, they, True. They, they, they didn't discover bright colors until 2000. Right. But, like, but I mean, um, especially when you take into consideration like some of the dark subject matter that they also want to explore in the show, it kind of gets um, sidetracked or, dist- or it gets the the weight of it gets um, ruined due to the color, like the colors. In a dark, like in a in a dark anime where it's like more atmospheric, like Death Note and Psychopaths, the dark undertones are felt more because the visual appeal of the show matches the atmosphere and tone of the story. Whereas here, they ca- uh, in mm-hmm. standalone complex, they counteract. You're trying to tell a dark story, like the one where we find out the truth about the puppet master, but the the center that they live in is very colorful. You know. And it was weird to me. I'm yeah. like, I, I should feel the heaviness and weight of this, but I'm too distracted by how bright these colors are right now. You know? It's a small detail, yes. I think we'll just I, agree. I, I, some people agree. Might. I, can, <laughs> I still think Again, it's I can see I where you're coming from. Uh, I can see where you're coming from. I think I disagree a little bit, but I can see where you're coming from. It is from a TV show, which are, especially during the time period, more aimed And it's really surprising that you bring fans. up the fact that it had the highest budget of any TV show, and yet... A lot of the actions of the characters, 2D characters, felt a bit disjointed and stilted. And not to mention the many use of limited and stilted animation. They spent especially a lot in the of money first, on that 3D on the, OP. Okay. Yeah, the opening, <laughs> and it has not aged well. Yeah, at I mean, all. The, it looks the, the, the song, okay. though, the song I've is, the song is classic. Life. No, the song is amazing. Yoko the song Kano is great. fucking killed it. Whoa. Yes. Yoko Kano always yeah, Yoko kills Kano it. never knocked it. Like, her no. music is timeless. The three D, the three D opening, not so much. No, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to talk about? I, th- I know we're, we're we've been going on for a bit, but do we want to talk about how they handled the major? Yeah, 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 yeah. Movie the, or, her identity in terms of yeah. whitewashing. Maybe we should delve in. We should delve into like the characters. Uh, we should delve into the formatting of the story. Uh, the acting. Oh man, we don't got time for that. And then the, <laughs> I just want to. We got like ten minutes. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of wrap like, up. Sorry. Um, I feel like people kind of blew it up a little bit more than they should have. How so? Given the, given the lore of Ghost in the Shell. Now, let me tell you, as an Asian American, I 
I fucking hate when they whitewash Asian people. Okay, yes. that's not. I fucking hate it. Okay, Legend of Chun Li, Dragon Ball Evolution, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, Aloha. Um, but in my opinion, I don't think. Do I think they could have found an Asian person to play her? I, I mean, yeah, they probably could have. Um, it's Hollywood, though, son. They're not allowed to have. Do I? Do I? Do <laughs> I think? Do, do we, I think? But should we take that as an excuse? Oh, you know, they could have cast an Asian person, but you know, Hollywood, right? I, I don't. No, yeah. I don't want to no, buy that. Well, that, that is the reality, though. Like they needed Scarlett Johansson it, to make re- the movie. The... They needed to sell tickets. But not. It's well, not because well, of look, her race. Look, look it's what because happened. She's look what a happened. star. Yeah. Though. But look what happened. They got an A-lister, but she did not perform like an A-lister. Because I think they she had, had to deal with that backlash. Crummy. They've okay, well, Lucy, Lucy had a Lucy had a crummy script too, but that thing overperformed. It did well, and that's because Scarlett Johansson was bankable in 2014. And they and the strength of her, um, the strength of her name alone is what made Lucy a hit. Now they were trying <coughs> to bank on that too. In I Ghost think that's in the Shell. what happened with Ghost in the Shell too. I just need to. I just need to. I need to finish this. I yeah, sorry. This go point. ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, it's fine. I just need to finish this point because I think it's a very sensitive topic. Yes. And I don't want to diminish how any other person of color, any other Asian Americans feel about it. Okay. Yes. Because this is just one Asian guy's opinion. Yes. Um, But me and a bunch of my other Asian friends who I play Weiss with, Weiss Schwartz with, we kind of feel like. Ghost in the Shell and Death Note are not great examples because of whitewashing. Of whitewashing. Yeah. Because, because um, you know, you could put the Major's brain and spine, because that's all she really is, into a bending unit from Futurama and it'd still be the Major, okay? Um, and even her character design in the original the of- is distinctly well, different then- from the Asian characters in the well, original. One- well, and also one argument I heard online from a white person, by the way, was, <laughs> so, um, like, you know how much you can trust that. It was like, which was, well, her name is Major Matoko Kusanagi. And I was like, I mean, the guy was in Japan. The Japanese guy who wrote it was living in Japan and writing a Japanese story. I mean, he just gave her a Japanese name. You know what I mean? There's like, lots of Asian people in American media that have American names. Right, and, and vice versa, whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I I feel like, and I don't want to, like I said, there's other Asian American people who I talk to about it on Facebook who are mutual friends of whoever made the post about it. Um, They kind of felt like it was a whitewash, and I didn't want to diminish the way they felt about it because if that's how they feel, then that's how they feel. Now, do I think that this movie and that casting choice very much contributed to that, to the discussion of that issue? Yes, I do. And I'm glad it did because I hope that in the future, if it ever comes about, you know what I mean? Like, okay, so like Death Note is like, it takes place in like Seattle. Yes. Well, okay? the, Fucking the, white the difference there, Sam, is that with Death it's Note, a localized they're, adaptation. Yeah, they're just fully Americanizing yeah. it and they're, they're, they're going all the way with that. And I, I can respect yes. that. Yes. And with Ghost in yeah, the Shell. Yeah, that's what I was about. That's what I was about to oh, say. Okay. Until well, you fucking good. It's my it idea now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, let me let finish. him let like him finish. I, well, let him because fi- I was I was gonna chime in too, but I want to hear all of that he has to say, and then I'll chime in. That's well, and what Nick said. What it was it, it's an American localized adaptation. Do I think they still could have got an Asian person to play Light Turner? Sure, there's Asian Americans here. There's tons of Asian Americans here. Yes, but I think 
the I think that what they wanted to do was use the Japanese story as more of inspiration and then take you know, it's a different universe. Yes. Okay. It's it's a and I does is that an excuse also? Yeah, maybe not. But you can go watch it, the sixteen adaptations with Asian lights if you Yeah, <laughs> that's what you want. Which that the guy who played light in the Japanese one is actually a great actor. He's in both Battle Royale movies. And he is great. fantastic. Um and the guy the kid who plays L two is also oh my god, he's super hot. Oh my fucking god. Anyway. Well, we learned something um, new about some tonight. Um, well, we already knew. I don't know, man. It's really weird. It, it's, it's Ghost in the Shell is a weird example because it's a cyborg. You know They, they I mean? go halfway. What they do is, so the twist well, at the end is that um, Motoko is an Asian girl. Like, Motoko, Japanese. or yeah, Japanese, whatever. <laughs> it's, you know, rectangle, square, tomato, tomato. But, like, she, she goes... Uh, they take an Asian girl's brain and put it into Scarlett Johansson's body, and that's their justification for it. And in some Which ways, they didn't need to do. Yeah, in some ways, it kind of really works, didn't. but at the same time, yeah. they didn't need to fucking do that. And then it was also awkward with like her mother. Like they had like this oh, weird God. scene where she's like, "Hey, you remind me of my daughter." But anyway, Ow, let's the have way tea. I look at you, as <laughs> that's she has my this that's my daughter's room. Face, like that's what the fuck? Room. Yeah. It, it was just right, like, right. Yeah. but okay. I just Wait, think it's song, did you finish? Did you finish series, your point? Did you finish your point, song? Well, actually, what Nick explained was my next point. Actually, thank you, Nick. Um, was I don't think they didn't. I don't think they needed to do that. I'm with Quoka and Nick on that one. I'm with everyone on that one. I don't think they needed to do that. They didn't need I, the twist. I think why they well, they, do, made but the, I, they made the movie an origin story. I think, so they had well, to yeah, and the reason the reason they did that is so that they could make God it into it. a revenge plot. And it was right, right, the, right, right, the original right, right. movie was never about revenge, right? And then Hideo and her knew each other as children, like in the second gig. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is, is I would rather them do that than have a white person playing Matoka Kusanagi. I would rather them have a do why? creative turnaround thing. Yeah, why? Who cares? Like that? Just put it in New York. <laughs> because, like, as I've been trying to say, like in the original movie, she's not drawn the same as the. Asian women, the clearly Asian women in the movie. Yeah, she's a robot. And they also make a big point about that Neo Tokyo is that it's very multicultural. Because like they have a well, lot Newport of people City. that are clearly yeah. stated yeah. as being not not Asian. And she looks well, more actually, like those people than Well, that's actually a big a big arc in a second gig with the refugees coming in. Yeah, Newport the refugee City. that which yeah. is very relevant today. Yes, yes, yeah. actually. So I feel like exactly. they are they already had significant grounds to stand on in that she's not a white body and that right. that's it. They they don't need to do anything more to justify that. Now, now like I said, to conclude my point, I'm glad that it still contributes to the discussion of whitewashing because no, I think fuck it's you in your diversity, Sam. Oh my god, fucking crappy. Anyway, <laughs> Um, I, I fucking hey, I love um, the, the I, Asian women. Okay, I I feel like we you need love to, the Asian I, women. I feel like Hollywood. We need to talk about that. We need to be like Hollywood. Look, you're kind of a whitey. You know what I mean? Like, and I just feel like that's super important. And I'm glad that it's drummed up that much discussion about it because I'm not gonna watch another King of Fighters or Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li. I'm not watching that again. Like, if I have to sit and watch that shit again, I will. Oh my god. You know where I saw Legend of Chun-Li? I went to the movie theater and said, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Took a giant shit, turned around, looked in the toilet. That's where I watched the movie. <laughs> so bad. 
so fucking bad. That, like that reminds me of how I felt watching this movie. Here we go. That's my point. Do I think it's one delicious I, Christmas? Do I think yeah. Ghost in the Show was was a little bit might have been a little bit racist? It might have been. I don't know. But I don't think it's a very good example of whitewashing, just given the lore and um, all that stuff. I'm you offended. Make, you make a lot of good points, um, Sam. You make a lot of good points. And I've actually heard these points numerous times. And people call me out saying, like, it's not racist, Tony. What are you talking about? It's not racist. You know, but, and, and, and I want to point, And I want to point something else out to, 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 to Tony here. Um, I read a lot of those comments in, in that review you did with your friends. Yes. A lot of the people that t- that were telling you that were were the kind of people who go, Oh, snowflake, you're a liberal snowflake. But th- that, like, fuck you guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're fucking, you don't know shit, okay? Like, those people are the kind of people who, if I get upset about something, I get called a snowflake or a That's because you get upset about like everything, Sam. Because That's people true. are stupid. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. People are people are stupid. I mean, it's 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 a harsh truth to like say. It's a harsh truth to say because people don't like to be chastised. People don't like to be treated like they're idiots. But the truth is, most of us are. I mean, I'm not even. I wouldn't even count myself right. in the top fifteen percent of smart people. I'm very much in the average. But in the case 74th of Ghost in the Eighty fourth percentile. Like I don't know if I wanna I don't know if I wanna get into this because I want like Coca and Nick to kind of chime in on their opinions too, because I mean I have a lot to like um refute when it comes to Psalms points. So if you guys wanna like chime in before I go on my spiel. I pretty much said my piece, I think. Um mostly my I'm not offended by like the the whitewashing that much. I'm just offended that it wasn't that good. It wasn't that great of a movie. Like it, it just felt so fucking basic. And and I wouldn't call it whitewash. I would call it like Hollywood washed or something. I don't know. The Hollywood glam. Put the Hollywood glam. On it's it. like on. It's like that I, scene in Fully Coolie where they take the iron and they're trying to smooth out the plant. You know the wrinkles. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, wrinkles. Yeah. That's what it was. I knew it. Medical Mechanical was behind this movie. Medical yeah, Mechanica, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Tony. What's your? I want to hear your thing, then we'll probably wrap up after that. But go ahead. I want to hear it. Well, like I mentioned earlier, you mentioned a lot. I'm offended. (laughs) You mentioned a lot of great points. You you made a lot of great points about like, do you feel like it's racist? Not really, and I feel like it is very subjective from one person or another. Um, I agree. And it definitely is. You know, it depends on how. You're the level of how you feel it's racist. Like, there are people out there that think everything is racist, everything is sexist. I'm not that type of person. But when I do see racism, or at least, um, the in the case of Ghost in the Shell, it's racism without them even being aware that it's racism. And it's kind of sad that they weren't aware of this thing. I personally felt like I wouldn't have hated the film as much if they did not do that fucking twist. If they didn't even address the fact that she was Major Matoko Kusanagi, I said I would have been like you guys. It's an okay, like it's in the middle of the road, kind of bland, forgettable. I won't really care. But when they did that twist in the film, here's what happened. I literally walked out steaming. I was fuming with anger, and I punched a wall, like literal punched a <laughs> wall. I actually fucked my hand up because of it too, because I was so angry. 
I couldn't believe it. They were saying so much how this wasn't whitewashing and that she's not going to be Major Motoko Kusanagi. She's just the Major now. And then this part of the film comes out and guess what? We realize that she is still Motoko Kusanagi. They took an Asian woman's brain and put it into a white body. Now, I know you made the comparison earlier about how it's more like Bender from Futurama, but here's the difference. Bender is genderless or not genderless but bender has no skin tone he's a robot and he ha- he's literally raceless but when you see somebody like scholar Johansson, that is a clear race you see a race now if she was given no distinctive features to show a race then i would say yeah it's not racist but the fact that the de facto setting for a like for these cyborg robots is white that is racist. That's upsettingly racist. Um, I don't Especially know. Especially if you consider if you consider the fact like, too, take into consideration this city that the movie takes place in is heavily Asian. Now they well, it's Neo Tokyo. Well, here's the problem. You well, said Newport you, you want to make a you want to make the argument that it is multicultural and shows <laughs> different different like races and stuff. But the thing is, the most prevalent race in the city is Asian, with varying degrees of dark skinned people. I think I saw three dark-skinned people and then there's white and the white people are maybe second third percent but there are so many asians in this film whether they be supporting roles or extras in fact there's more extra asians there and this city is heavily heavily asian influence so you could make the argument that if there's a if there's going to be a default setting for an android in this world the default setting would be asian they had no excuse I would say, though, that at least from the story universe position, if I was trying to basically kidnap somebody and place their brain in a bucket and try and hope they forget their past, I would not want to put them in a body that looks anything like their original body. But I mean, because it it makes them naturally not want to trust the fate, the memories that would come back if they're not matching with how they currently could still do. But you could still do that and still have them in an Asian body. It doesn't matter. By putting them in a Korean body. body when they were originally Japanese. Whoa, I get you. I feel what you're saying. <laughs> also, all no, Asians look alike, worse. right? Well, no, okay, here's, here's my take on it now. It's like, you could make the argument that putting a Japanese brain into a white person's body is like, oh, it's an upgrade. Now you're white. And like that's how I can see how it, people would construe it as racism. But you'd have to you choose know? to construe it that way. Well, and, and a lot of people do. Or you, like yeah, you would have to choose to construe or, it that Or you way. could look at it the other way, too, because it's like she can't really feel anything. So it's like, oh, it's a downgrade. Now you're white. You know, it's like it's like doubly racist. <laughs> I feel like I feel like but I think we can all agree that they didn't need to do that twice. Yeah, yeah that they did stupid. She could have just been. She could have just been Mira Killian, and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. Or they could have just had her be Motoko. That's what, that's have her, what yeah, the whatever. problem was. Like, the, the, And here's something that I think you guys haven't addressed either. I mean, it's not just her, but also Hideo. Hideo also got his brain transferred, and what was the default setting? It was another white guy. Oh, yeah, why, yeah, couldn't yeah, white. He be, it, why couldn't he be black? Why couldn't he have been Asian? Why couldn't he have been Middle Eastern? Anything besides white. If you really are pushing for diversity in this world, why not switch it up? If he, if Hideo was in any other body, you just said I would the not, whole country was mostly Asian. Diversity would be making why not take him back. But what I, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I wouldn't have been more. I wouldn't have been even more angrier had you know Hideo been a different like per, like different body and stuff like that. But the fact that they went for a white dude and somebody who's not even a big star, no one really knows who Michael Pitt is unless you watch. 
Boardwalk Empire. That's how I know him. But, like, the fact that he was also white, I'm just like, are you kidding me? So all the cyborgs just happen to be white. All of them. Not, there's no variation here. all of them. We see plenty. Which ones? Well, I mean, technically we don't see any other full cyborgs. Yeah, yeah. Because they're both white. But based on based on that, but based on the context clues we're given in the film, the fact that the only two cyborgs in this world, full cyborgs, are white, it's fair to assume that the other test subjects were also white, unless proven otherwise. Yeah, if they showed like a pile of bodies that were different races and that showed the fell, then okay, you make an argument right there that okay, they tried different. For all we know, they also work. only had they only had generic male body, generic female body. Okay, but why does the generic know, female if body? If that's a generic, generic female body, well, sign me up. You know maybe those ones sell the but best. Why, why? Why does it have to be wow. white though? If, we don't know if, the lore behind the, the whole companies. Why is there a white CEO of an Asian? You company? take it, but again, you take it from the context clues that you're given, and the fact that there are two cyborgs, both of which are white. It is a fair assumption to assume that the other test subjects before them were also yes. white, unless proven otherwise. Yes. You have yes. to base it on the evidence okay, that the I film think... presents you. But if the company has primarily white-bodied robots, in an, but in an Asian society, though, like they're gonna, but it's if also, they're trying, if they they're sell trying to, the to world. If they're trying, but if they're, but they're trying to sell the to the market that they're in. And if you study and business in any, if any, if you study foreign like foreign culture, they they love white people. Asian culture is no. very xenophobic. Okay, I... Well, they don't. That's, it's yeah. they like white, they like foreigners, just not there. That, they no. It's they kind don't. of like a very fair distinction between the two because, like, really. having people that friends that grew up in Japan, it's like it's very much they love foreigners, they love foreign things, they all that. But it is like a you don't stay there for long because they yeah. assume that if you're staying there for long, you're some kind of weeaboo fuck. So let me make this let me make this conclusion then because I feel like Tony has made a lot of fair points. Um, yeah, they didn't need to do that. That yeah, I mean, we all agree. We all agree that you know if yeah. they just took that. I personally feel like if they just took it out, I wouldn't make such a big deal about it. I would have been like you guys. So, I said the film is, you know, forgettable. That's sure. a little bit. I sure, feel like the story kind of hinges on that. See, though. the like, in, in Death Note, in Death Note, they did they, they did the right that. thing. They did the right thing. They placed it in an American city. They changed his name to Light Turner. They changed most of everything about the characters, but they kept the spirit and atmosphere of the original source material. That's what you're supposed to do. You tell your own story, but capture the tone, the atmosphere. That's what you're trying to do. But you're doing it in America. I agree. I agree. And let me just say this. As, As we say these opinions, the four of us here, um... I don't, like I said, I don't want to, nor does Quokka or Nick or Tony, want to diminish any Asian American who felt offended by Ghost in the Shell. I don't want to yes. do that at all. I, I'm just one guy. I'm one Asian American guy, okay? I'm just a guy, guys. I'm, I happen to be on this podcast, okay? Now, the, the, the thing is, is, is that that's just the nature of it, and... Unfortunately, they went the route they went, and I will conclude it with this. A lot of Japanese people thought it was really cool that ScarJo was the major. Then why uh, did it only make the in China, too? Then, then why, including the creator. Then why did it only make $3.2 when it opened there and $20 million in China? 
If this is such a big draw, no, yeah, right now it's well, up to no, about seventy. If she's such a big draw, if she's such bigger. a big draw, they well, should have no. saw a bigger, bigger response in Asia. I mean, if movies like Warcraft, which had no Asian stars, no big stars that any Asian people would like, but did gangbusters there, and also the Return of Xander Cage, the Fast and Furious franchise. Well, if those things did my, well, and you just said that Scarlett Johansson is a big push in Asian markets. Why didn't the film prove that point? I mean, well, it, because let's I, take I away, I let's I, take I, away like the whole criticism of the film and stuff, and let's take it on a financial level. If the film was marketed so that Scarlett Johansson can bring these people in, then why didn't they come in? Why is it suffering? Well, I'm not, because maybe I the movie was still sucked. I wasn't saying that. I I wasn't saying that as in they watched it and saw and thought that was cool. I just watched a couple different videos online of a guy going around, a Japanese guy going around and interviewing random people on the streets of Tokyo saying, this is who's playing the major. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, cool. You know, I, I don't know their opinion after watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked my Japanese friend, like grew up in Japan friends, like just like in the last two years moved to America. And they did not care at all in one way um, or the other. They just did not give a shit. Well, I mean, right, it yeah. might be the, it might be the context of the culture too. I mean... <laughs> Let's be fair. Americans make a big de- make big deals out of everything, just the smallest thing. <laughs> Whereas in Asian countries, they don't really make a big deal about that. And um, I, it could be a multitude of things, but that is something I do notice. But I don't take I don't take what they say about you know Scarlett Johansson being cast. I don't really take it with a lot of weight because of the scenario of their culture and all that stuff. And based on the culture here in America, you know. The diversity in Asian countries are not great. I mean, they're oh, heavily terrible. like ninety percent is the the native race, and then you got maybe less than five percent are like foreigners and all that stuff. But in America, we have no excuse. And everybody here. that is not Asian is immediately assumed as a foreigner, even exactly. if they grew up there. Yeah, exactly. Well, one thing I want and to say about the the box anyway, office—we're running out of time. We're way over. So time. the box office yeah. for Ghost in the Shell. As of a few days ago, it was like I think it's made about 120 million worldwide, and it 130 give or take. That's what it's made, and it costs 110 million before marketing, and probably not including some other costs. So it's like they might break even, <laughs> or they'll probably lose some money. And with Hollywood accounting, of course, they'll say they didn't, well, they'll but... they'll make money in the long run. They're very they're close enough. Yeah. Right. But like, because people well, will buy gonna, the DVDs I don't and think, it'll get on Netflix. I don't know if it's like going to be enough to make any more like sequel stuff. Not that they really need to, um, but it could. I think in the future it could like lead the way. It's like, well, this wasn't even that great of a movie, but we still made decent money and it was better than Avatar and shit. So let's make some more anime adaptations. Hopefully, Ghost in the Shell will let Hollywood know that it can. Cowboy Bebop keep doing it, but I almost hope year. they don't, because like, yeah, they're gonna fucking butcher. If they do Cowboy Bebop, it's gonna be so bad. Like, I don't know. Evangelion, Evangelion would but be like worse. I, like I said, <laughs> no way. They like can I make said, that. the only thing, the only thing that kind of bothered me was that it was like one on my Facebook feed personally. There was a lot of Caucasian people kind of like speaking for me. Yeah, speaking and for you. I don't. I don't really appreciate that. I got that in itself is kind of racist. Like I could respect I that. Right. I don't think like that's like a white person going up to Tony and going like like a cop stopping Tony, right? For whatever reason. And then a white person going up, yeah, hey, don't brutalize him. You know what I mean? Like like you know what I'm saying? Like why'd you no, pull him over because he's black? Stop stop. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, 
Stop racist right, like, don't speak, bro. Don't speak for people of color. Like, don't like, like, don't do that. It it kind of takes away from the discussion. Like, yeah. we don't need you to save us. It like, kind of okay, feels well, like that, that ba- actually it, is a real problem, though. So <laughs> let's not compare that. You pulled me over because I was doing. <laughs> I mean, an it kind of feels like wheel. no, no, yeah, that is a real problem. No, it, I, it, I agree. It kind of feels like giving an example. It kind of feels like they're babying us. Like we can't speak for ourselves. We have to have somebody else speak for us, and we're like, we no. have to have a white yeah, To be fair, here, nobody so speaks listen. for us either. All the politicians are lizard people. So, <laughs> oh, but you guys don't have the political power to talk about it yourself. You need good white allies, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, need yeah. the allies. So, so it's kind of like at the same time. That's in that, and same here. Like, I don't want to speak for other Asian Americans who might be offended by it, or I don't want to speak for. It's not like I go up to to Tony and go. Oh, you're black. I love Samuel L. Jackson. I speak you know? for all. <laughs> I speak for all Asians. I speak for all blacks. You know? It's not like it's. It's not like I go up to Quoka and go, "Oh, you're white, dude. I love Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's great." You know what I mean? Like I don't do that. Just don't you're do supposed that. to say Taylor Swift. That's an, oh yeah. No, right. I, I like Michael yeah, Jackson yeah. though. That was good. That so works. in conclusion, here's the thing. It was okay. I don't think it was very it five out of ten, baby. Five, maybe four middle of the road. <laughs> four point seven five. That came out. I feel weekend. like there are way worse adaptations. Yeah, there's, there's worse movies worse. that came out that weekend. That's true. That's true. Wait, what? Come on, so, what came out that weekend? Like I Boss totally Baby forgot. or something. I don't know. Oh no, that movie was actually pretty good. I'm, I'm surprised to say that it was, was it pretty good. Great. Yeah. It, it's not like um, the best DreamWorks movie, but it is really enjoyable. Beauty I, and the Beast, right? Beauty and the Beast. It. Okay, okay, we need anyway. to. <laughs> Final thoughts, everybody. <laughs> oh. Uh, Ghost of Shell's okay. Go see Kimi no Nawa. <laughs> oh, follow me on Instagram too. I'm on Instagram. My final. Uh, I think I Instagram the Quoka. I think I've spoke. I spoke enough about Ghost of the Shell. I feel like people feel like I'm beating a dead horse. So I mean, I hate the film. It's the worst film I've seen all year. Um, oh, and and go sub to black. Go sub to Black Critic Guy. That's another. Yeah, yeah go, go sub to the sub, YouTube oh, channel Black Critic Guy. Thank you so much. They're probably Thanks for coming on again. They're probably gonna unsub because of like, wow, you fucking racist. <laughs> he didn't. No, they didn't unsub because you, you didn't like Standalone Complex. <laughs> oh God, unsub. Go I just, I could just see Digibro like getting ready to rant about me too. Just like this piece of shit Black Critic Guy he has no idea what he's fucking talking about. Okay, and on that bombshell. I've been Quoka. With me has been Nick, Sam, and Tony, aka Black Critic Guy. And this has been the Ghost Summit Podcast. No, the ghosts in the or no ghosts in the summit. Ghosts in the summit. Ghosts in the summit podcast. Jesus, I had a better one for this. Anyway. <laughs>